0: I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, making sure that when you work on a long-term project, it's something you love. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 291 an overarching focus, or it could be called choosing your battles. I was thinking about my conversation, my discussion in episode 290 about colanders and panning for gold and letting things shake out or drain away leaving you with what is most important. What should be, maybe, or will become, or is, your focus, at least right now. There is something important lurking here in this discussion and in this new year, and in watching so many people this year choose to do a really long-term, a year-long project. I have said in several shows several shows in a row that I have a whole bunch of things I want to accomplish in 2018. That is true for all of us. And I have said that this year I broke some things out as monthly. And I am working through some other ideas for less regular things, things I might like to focus on just for a week or for a month in this year. But in terms of the big things, I think it's really important to make sure you are choosing things you love. Not things that will simply meet a larger project or worse. Things you're choosing simply because other people are choosing these things. That doesn't mean you shouldn't try something new. Of course you should. You should experiment. You should explore You should give yourself room to dabble and doodle and try to see what happens if and when to think about changing directions, to pivot, to be open to new possibilities. You should definitely want to learn. And I hope that you have goals in this year for learning, for trying and for exploring, for reaching out for different kinds of experiences Different approaches to your art, different tools and mediums. All of that, you should, you should, you should. You also need to give yourself grace for whatever you try to have a learning curve. You have to be able to tolerate and shoulder and own up to some iffy work, some not so shiny pieces, some things that show your edges, things that put you in a toddler smock, things that mess with your sense of comfort and your sense of maybe accomplishment or experience or expertise. These things can make it much harder to share because you suddenly are in a very different position. Do all those things. Be bold. Be brave. Give yourself the chance to discover something amazing and new. But keep something in play too that you love. Something you believe in. Something you know is true to you and your voice, something that is you. And for me, clearly, that is drawing. My 365 involves daily drawing. What ticks off that box may vary. And some of my monthly goals are to hit certain themes each month, just once. Just one time I want to draw X. And one time I want to do a drawing that somehow includes why. And the rest, maybe, will be portraits. Within this larger goal, I am doing a bit of experimenting. That has been a challenge. Some of you have witnessed my little bit of exploration, something that seems incredibly odd to see me doing. It has been a challenge. Those are stories for another time. But I think what is most important to me is the understanding that even though other ideas for dailies, they drained away. And even what I am still dabbling in as a possible 365, it may or may not pan out. I may move away from it. Even after all the sifting, daily drawing is the one that has the most resonance for me right now, just as it did last year. It brings me the most personal satisfaction. It enables me to see growth. It rewards me with proof of effort. It has a clear start to finish for me. It fits my lazy nights and my current TV binge series, my current approach to TV binge watching, my current approach to winding down and closing out my day because it happens at night always that is where this fits for me right now and talking about margins is something i've been doing for a very long time 365 of anything is a lot it is maybe more than you realize it doesn't sound so vast think about how quickly a year goes. 365 doesn't sound so vast, but it is a lot. It is a lot of one thing. It is a lot in a series. Even if you're doing a 30 or a 40 or a 60 or a 90, it can be disappointing to bail on a challenge that you set up for yourself. So you want to think about the long haul. Does it excite you? Do you envision 365 of something and think, that will be so cool. That will be awesome. That will be beautiful. I'm going to learn so much doing that. And I am going to love having this collection. I think you should. I don't think a 365 challenge should be something that is really set up simply as a way to learn. I think 365 of something is a lot if it's just a learning experience. I ran into this thing yesterday, someone who had drawn smiley faces over and over and over, the same size, really regular, gridded. It looked like they actually drew out the boxes to make this all line up over and over and over to see how many it would take to use up a ballpoint ink refill. And of course that's specific to that pen, to that refill it wasn't a repeated experiment. It's not scientific. You can tell, right, that I work for a STEM education company. So it's not scientific. It's a one-off test. But that doesn't matter. What mattered to me is that when I first saw it, I thought, wow, that is so cool. Because you see this close-up image of all these smiley faces over and over and over and over again. And you see the headline that it took more than 29,000 of them to use up the ink. And you think, Oh, that is so cool. I could do something like that. I would try something like that. And then you see this next photo that shows all the pages of paper filled with these same size emoji. It's all gridded. It's all neat. You know, this took some time. Pages and pages and pages and pages. Not only did it take time, but they had to count these. And I know from knitting that I may count something a dozen times, and I either lose my place and have to start over, or I finish counting and then I forget the number that I had counted to. 29,000 emoji. When I saw that image, all those pages, the enormity of the task just it reaches up and it grabs you. I loved seeing the close up. That's so cool, I said to myself. And then every time I looked at that view of all those pages, I felt this sense of panic. I really did. It was just too much. Total mental shutdown. Something to think about. It really is. I see lots of 365 projects in progress that are so beautiful and so wonderful. And I know they are going to be just amazing series. And I hope that your project fits into that. I hope that your overarching focus as you think about this year is something you love whether you want to do it 12 times in this year or 365 times. I hope if you're planning a long-term series that you will number, that it's something you love. If you have committed to making 365 somethings for the year, I hope that's true. If you're doing a daily for the year, I feel you've chosen something you love. I feel sure that you've done that because dailies require total commitment dailies are such a leap of personal faith and personal challenge and self-knowing and dailies can be very hard. I'm really liking the idea of a quantitative project too. I like that I could choose to start something tomorrow and start with a number one all over again and make a dozen and be well on my way. And I'm also giving myself room to say that the other thing that I started that I might have done a dozen or so of might just not be what i really want to commit to i could do 365 of these things just to prove i can do it but i'm not sure it's going to be satisfying and i'm not sure at the end that it is a project that has meaning in the way i hoped it might and i think you have to give yourself that room that room to say i've tried this for a few days and maybe it's cool And maybe it's pretty. And maybe I would learn something. And maybe it would be awesome in the end to see 365. But you know what? I'm not into it. I don't love it. It doesn't make me happy. It's not how I want to use my time. There's something else I might want to try. Do that. The way this challenge is set up that Tammy and Hannah are spearheading this year you really can start late in the process and still meet 365. Give yourself room to really settle in and figure out if what you're doing is something you love for the long haul because life is too short. And for some of us, our creative time is too limited to be spending any of it doing something just to check off the box and not for something we love. So that's my advice to you. Something I want you to think about. I think we have to constantly be assessing and reassessing what we're doing, how we're spending time, how it makes us feel, how it helps us achieve the creative life that we want to have. Because how we do that, it's different person to person. And it can be very hard to keep up to keep up with someone else who's doing it differently. You may see other projects that you love, that you think are so awesome, and they might not be for you. And you may think, well, I will do 365 of this because I do this well, and I like doing this okay, and I can do this. But is it going to make you happy? Is it going to make you happy? Is it what you want to end up with at the end of the year, 365 of that? And if your 365 is what you have to do at the expense of everything else, then you have to make those decisions and that commitment. So be sure and think it through. Take a look at where you are now a couple weeks into January, wherever you are in your numbering for a 365. Is it working? There's still time to reassess. You are not locked in, and it is okay to start over. The way this is set up, it is okay to start over. You may not see people talking about that, maybe not yet, but it can happen. It can happen. And sometimes taking that step, doing that pivot, may be super important. It may be the key to making you much happier with your creative life and your goals, and how you are or are not checking things off. So I have a quick book to share with you today. This is just a quick book. Before I return this, I want to talk about it very briefly. This is a book for those of you who draw or who are inspired by drawing. It is framed as having a bit of how-to, and it is there, that level of how-to, in a marginal way. I think this is really a book you look through to be inspired, to be inspired by everyday, ordinary, humble objects that surround you. This is the Everyday Matters approach to sketching. That approach goes back for me to Danny Gregory and his book called Everyday Matters. This is a book about the quotidian on the page. This is titled Sketch Your Stuff, 200 Things to Draw and How to Draw Them by John Stitch. And I encourage you to check this out at your library and to sit and look at it. You can open to any page and I think you will be inspired by what you see. You might pick up a little tip here or there about how to bring something about or how to start drawing something that seems complex. But if you break it down into shapes or have a little bit of guidance on where to start, maybe it's not so complicated. It is instead line by line. I loved looking at this book. I really like John's style. I like his use of line, his use of hatching and cross-hatching. So I really enjoyed this. I have flipped through it many, many times. I like the repetition of items. In some cases, he might be talking about how to draw a pot or a pan, and you might see a dozen of them. Or you might see a page that has a whole bunch of shoes, different kinds of shoes, or a whole bunch of things from the office. If you are really starting from ground zero with drawing, and that's a goal for you, then I think you can take inspiration from this book, but don't get discouraged if you leave this book still feeling like you're not sure how to draw a coffee cup. So if you have a bit of comfort or experience with sketching, I think you're going to really be inspired and you will benefit from the tips. Start with this, start there, use this shape, use darker shadows. It's not a straight how-to. There are some beautiful chairs in this book. And I think there's definitely something to be learned in seeing how he approaches these subjects and studying his line and looking at how he drew these glasses or those tools from the kitchen drawer. And if you choose to draw a similar item, you may really be able to use his examples to better your own work and to learn how to approach that everyday object. I am the art the art is me. And that is it for today. That is it for episode 291, a shorter show. I am Amy. You can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Hydless. You can find me at Instagram as O Amy, O Amy, Same at Twitter. And I am trying to figure out if maybe Twitter is somewhere I want to be again and anew. So if you are a Twitter user, look me up there. I spend a great deal of time in the Creativity Matters group at Facebook. If you're looking for a small group, an active group, a group that is all about sharing and creative exploration and accountability and tracking of goals and staying creative day to day, then check us out there. A special thank you to those of you who support the Creativity Matters podcast in any way, but especially to those of you who support the show and my creative efforts at Patreon, patreon.com slash creativity matters. The support of those of you at Patreon means a great deal to this show and to how I can still think about this show in this year. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a great week, everyone.